Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... Hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Black and White Podcast. Life may not be black and white, but uh, we are. I am Marie... And I am Katie. You crushed it. I think it's getting better. I think You're it's getting, getting great. It's getting more fluid. Um, so I can't yeah, wait for you I... to interview Oprah and like. Yeah. Oh gosh, sorry. I'm gonna mute Coming that. right sorry up. About that. <laughs> Notifications. I know. I know. Uh, what's funny is we were supposed to record last week, but last week got bananas, um, just in terms of life and like, Roe v. Wade's gone now. So. Yeah, yeah, there's that. <laughs> there's that big thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. How you doing with all that? Well, it's weird because it's, it really, um, it... It's so surreal to me. I mean, it's not just that decision overall, right? They've been, there's a lot of weird decisions that they've made lately. And, um, you know, it's not just that Roe v. Wade is overturned, but it's the fact that instantly, like, there's like 15 to 20, I mean, it might even be more states where abortion was immediately banned. And, yeah. And I just, like, how sad. Like, you know, you're stuck in whatever situation you are. You know, you've got your appointment for tomorrow. <laughs> and then, boom, that life literally now you've happened got to carry to a your woman. child. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, literally, so there was this posting, um, and forgive me, this is reading off of Instagram, but it says, I'm currently 25 weeks pregnant with a baby girl. She is incompatible with life. I found out at 23 weeks that she wasn't going to make it. I knew that what I wanted to do, I knew what I I wanted to terminate. My baby is suffering inside of me, having seizures multiple times a day. I feel every single one. I knew I didn't want to, her to suffer any longer. I let my doctor know of my choice, and he said he would schedule an induction for me. Well, Friday came along, and the overturn of Roe v. Wade happened. I thought I would ha- I would be okay. I thought the law wouldn't go into effect for a while. Sadly, that's not the case. 
I now have no choice. My doctor called me today and told me I have to remain pregnant until this baby dies inside of me or dies when she's born. What kind of sick country do we live in where we force a mom to feel her baby suffer every single day until her baby dies? It's not fair. I never thought this would happen. Now I'm completely lost, torn, and confused. If you're celebrating the overturn of Roe v. Wade, then, and then emoji of middle finger, which I think is cool that we have that now. I hope you have never, you, I hope you ha- never have to go through this. This is not the time to be happy. We should all be grieving the loss of women's rights right now. And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> For that alone. And that's just one case. There yeah. are so many women out there that are dealing with so many different variety of issues that are just being overlooked. Well, that and, like, you know, now there's lawmakers in some states considering, make, I think, uh, I'm sure it's, like, Texas or some crazy shit like that, considering sure. making it illegal to, to cross state lines. And I'm like, well, then you get that, like, that's a right that, like, that seems crazy to me. Now you think yeah. if I cross state lines to do this, I can get in trouble and... Um, I when do find there's it, a guy that crossed state lines with a gun and shot people or yeah. had the intent to shoot people and he's not being held accountable to yeah. those guys. Amazing, amazing the hypocrisy of this. Um, but I also heard someone say, and I thought very um, succinctly, wow, they're really leaning into the rape fantasy now, now that women don't have control of their own bodies. They really want to oh. keep them under control. Someone once, and like, I, of course, I went balls to the wall. I got mad at everybody on Facebook uh, because, you know, I have a lot of friends that are still very deep in the church. And some, someone compared it to, because I was like, if you don't want an abortion, don't have one. And she was like, oh, so you don't want slavery, just don't have slavery. And I was like, interesting that you compare children to slavery and females. <laughs> I find that fascinating. <laughs> What a comparison. I know. What a comparison. <laughs> like, where are you in your thinking where that's the comparison we're yeah. making? But I, it, the irony is that, if, is it I- ironic that, like, you're making a woman a slave to a child? Yes, <laughs> a childbirth. For the next 18 years. She's got to, like, do a lot of stuff or give her kid away. And there's shit that, you know about that that's not always yeah that's all creepy great yeah so geez i don't know it's really sad it's it's and maybe it's this and i think we were talking about this last time this kind of nihilistic phase of life i've been in and yeah that of course like of course roe v wade gets overturned you know it's what the things that are happening now are so like I was, you know, I think this is right before Pride and Proud Boys had been surfacing everywhere. You know, Drag Queen Story Hour is getting like Proud Boys are showing up for, you know, it's like, what, what kind of fucking shit is going on? Yeah. Um, there's uh, Ponda Dolce, I believe is her name, the drag queen, had her Drag Queen Story Hour stormed by what i believe is proud boys or just you know fascists whatever way it was but um yeah and so now like there have been people protesting drag queen story hours like my friends are worried about their own gigs and getting to them and that's 
tents and uh, yeah. you know, there were proud boys seen roaming the streets of San Francisco. And um, I had a friend who got, you know, yelled at and chased at in the streets of like one Jesus. of the gayest areas in San Francisco. So it's like, you know, if there's not even, then they don't even care about our spaces. It used to be, you know, that, let them be weird over there in San Francisco. But now it's, um, there's no, it's like nothing's off limits anymore. Like we just get to kind of run rampant and scare people back into the, or I mean, they're attempting to scare people back. Yeah. Or back into the stone ages, like just shut up about what you're all secret. We're all secretly doing anyways. Right, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's so it's so backwards. All of it, all of it feels so backwards, and, and we've come so far, and it just feels like God damn it, we have to fight these wars again. Um, and yeah. I don't think there is an end to it. Uh, just being able to be like, hey, just because you grew up in a certain religion does not mean that everybody adheres to that, and those who did grow up in that religion are not really enticed to come back to it let's be fucking yeah. real right now like yeah I, you know as somebody who grew up very devoutly religious in the christian culture i hate it i cannot stand how people are treating other people right now i i if you're a follower of jesus you are kind of really low in my book right now <laughs> like because yeah. you're not fucking following anything that i like but it seems like nothing that progresses humanity or love or just helping people live and multiply, you're actually doing quite the opposite and only to adhere to what I believe is white male privilege and sympathizers to white male privilege. I I, I did a, a character callback audition for this sketch team and I couldn't help it, but I had to create one final character that was just like Congresswoman Erewhon, like spelled like Erewhon. <laughs> And my okay. whole shtick was that I was proposing a bill called cut your dick off. And if you were a white male or a white male sympathizer that had an opinion on the female body, you need to cut your dick off first. Like that was the entire <laughs> bit. <laughs> it was very bald. I love it. Um, I love it. It was just like, I was so fucking over it. <laughs> so fucking over it. And, and having to argue with these indoctrinated theologies like of women who are like oh this is a great day for the lord no actually it's not it's really not and yes granted there are many things about roe v wade that could have been better that could have been rewritten ruth bader ginsburg herself said it wasn't as strong as she would have liked it to be hopefully this is like our alley and pathway to get something a little bit more succinct and you know manageable to be a federal law but the fact that we have to tell people i'm sorry you have to carry your sick baby to full term because some Christian dude, some Christian Chad really likes it when you push Chad. a fucking baby out. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because, you know, I think I saw it, it was somebody said, you know, um, senators and mistresses will always have access to abortion. Yes. <laughs> I, well, and like, is, hell yeah, like, dude. <laughs> a lot of these abortion clinics are saying the majority of their clientele are these super Christian people who are cursing them in the name of the Lord and saying that they were going to hell while performing their own abortions. Like, what, what?
what thought process have we gotten into now? Like that you're so blinded by the fact that you're sitting in the abortion chair, having your own abortion, telling the abortion clinic, the, the doctor that is saving your life, that they are going to hell. What's the point at that point? <laughs> what, yeah. what point are you trying yeah. to get across? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's only going to get worse. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't have any, but here's the thing. It's our time. Like I love that the United States, we've had a great run, but you know, <laughs> history is cyclical and yeah. it, it, you know, it might be our time to digress. I mean, digress a little bit. I don't, I don't like want that to be the case, but, um, yeah. I just think it's we're not really the greatest country in the world anymore in a lot of respects. Like we're kind of behind it feels like it. Uh, I know that people are like, well, if you don't like it, you know, just leave. But I'm like, well, because I like it, I I want it. I want to stay and fight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just think it's you know it's our time right now to not be great and to uh, really make bad choices. Really? the American public system so my training on other languages is pretty paltry <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like, even as much Spanish as I took you know no comprendo <laughs> no comprendo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not good it's not good well okay Roe v. Wade anger rage aside um, how are you how, how have things been um, I'm all right. Um, I worked at Pride. That was a lot of fun. Um, very hectic. There was like, somebody said, somebody, you know, when uh, there was a basically, what's the word? We got, almost got Travis Scott. The, the, like, oh. I was working at this uh, stage and they like all, the, like, uh, it felt like hundreds. Maybe not. All of a sudden, Probably. our like fences were down and people were like running backstage where all the artists were. You know, Whoa. we had famous people down back there, and it was really scary. And like they're just running, just and then so we kind of like like all of the security goes running one way, and then about I don't know, not too much longer later, another drove comes in, and my friend and I are like having to keep this wave of people from coming in and stampeding and everybody's running everywhere. It was like, yeah, it was crazy. But here, so everybody's like, oh, there were gunshots. There were gunshots. I was like, of course, there's a stage full of black people next door. Of course, they're going to say it was gunshots. And then I heard Bear Mace was released, which probably makes sense. But whatever the case was, it wasn't gunshots, but it was something stupid. But I just think People were so crazy drunk. They wanted to get outside so badly. And it was just like the tension was like high. And so anything was going to set them them off. I saw so many fights that day too. So I just think people went a little crazy. I had so much fun other than that. But it was a really interesting thing. Like, oh, this is how easily it fucking happens, right? Like all of a sudden, you know, there's a stampede of people running through. And my friend and I, we should not have tried to hold people back but let me just tell you we like formed the human chain oh shit how are are you and like closed out 
I was a little sore afterwards, but it was like really funny because the poor security guard at that gate. Because you know, there's like one or two. Like they're just sure they're not thinking they're gonna get stampeded through. So you know, have a whole tight security team right there. And he looked at me. He said, "Thank you so much for having my back." I was like, "You must have been scared, homie, because I know that." (laughs) I was. <laughs> Thank you so much. Because I would like I'm having like shove people out. I'm like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck because it was just like we didn't it, they weren't supposed to be there. They were stampeding. I'm like, oh, just shove people out. And then like there's little girls in the corner crying, like, what's going on? And I'm like, get the fuck out. <laughs> oh my god. Oh <laughs> These little blonde girls. So but oh god, no, what's happening? Get the fuck out. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I was like, get them. And it was so, I was like, let me do my fucking job, man. That's all I can say. <laughs> Make my job easier. Get the fuck out. But it was really scary. Um, yeah. You don't know who these people I don't know. I just, I, I think for me, I was thinking of it very differently than I think those people were. And this knowing that there were high tensions all around. There were proud boys around. You know what I mean? There was, you know, what was going on? Like, who were these people running backstage? I didn't want them around. I wanted them out because I'm like, you could be here to hurt me. But still, me and Shaw, we performed a human chain. But I felt so stupid doing that because it's like you could have, like, got run over. Yeah. But then when the security guard told me, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having my back. I was like, all right, brother. You know, yeah, all I of a sudden you. I was like, yeah, no worries about it, brother. And, uh, did you um, <laughs> did you at any point say your little mantra? <laughs> I'm a bad. I say that all the time now. Fuck yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I do. Like I put my little music on when I take the dogs walking and I have like, I all of a sudden my hips are shifted. I'm trying, it's, it's not a consistent, consistent, but I do, I do do it more often for sure. Yeah. yeah I, I, I've been noticing myself doing the same thing and it's, um, so I was on set last week, uh, most of the week and there were a couple times that I caught myself cause I was on set to be an actor. Like it was nothing huge. It will not be anything huge. You likely won't recognize me in the product, but, um, it was one of those moments where I was just like, yeah. I'm a successful actor. I'm on set with some fucking cool ass people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and it, I feel it was that. really cool. Like, I, uh, I, I. It's funny because I just the thing that really got me. Like, they were very nice. Like, I, I had a fitting. Like, the whole process was really easy and really great. They put me up in a fucking Hilton hotel. It was so cool. Ooh-ooh. I know. I felt fancy. Um, and uh, the thing that got me, though, was the crafty on set. Listen, uh, you know, I'm not encouraging everyone to be in the movie business, but I will say this. If you ever are in the movie business, you have to be on a union set with a really big name behind it. And then you got to go to crafty because good Lord, the amount of shit that they were serving us for food. I think I gained weight being on set. <laughs> really? I love it. Had ribs. They had like rockfish wrapped around crab they had any kind of coffee i needed which was it was just bonkers like i gotta tell you it was one of those that i was like i know that like i'm a very small part in all of this entire thing but it's cool feeling like i am part of this bigger like and very <coughs> like group of people um yeah 
so it was it was a dream come true it was like i want this but more i just kept saying yes thank you more please i'm a successful actor (laughs) yes oh gosh i'd become an actor just to have those backstage meals i know that they bring in bring out the best Next time I book something big and I can get an onset like walk on for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm like, I need a local podcaster. Behind the scenes work. Uh, a little BTS. <laughs> BTS. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love which, it. Speaking of which, I, I am uh, in like second or third interviews for a company that does uh, behind the scene type like interview type stuff so for like producing and whatnot so that's been going really well this week i'm hoping that goes through because it seems awesome and yeah <laughs> yeah oh you mean you're still interviewing for jobs i am <laughs> very sporadically i've got two that like have me on the leash right now and uh, right that's right the rest have got uh just a couple of side gigs um yeah yes <laughs> Pretty much How's the it same been for you. I mean, I'll have great interviews and then nothing. I well, honestly, too, like the la- like last week, last couple of weeks, I took some time, like I just kind of chilled, um, because yeah. of Pride, and I that was exhausting working for Pride, um, like and oh yeah, it was like three fourteen hour days in a row for you know just for that, like Oof. yeah, Oof. um. And then, so I was chilling, but I think it's um hard. Like I, I had really great interviews with this company. I was introduced all the way up to the vice president of, and then um, <clears throat> haven't heard back from him. But then I, I so I emailed him again today and then he, I got his out of office. I was like, oh, maybe that's why. But just things like that. Everything feels like it's kind of stunted, like. Or I had a great interview last week and she said she wanted to have me meet folks. Um, but I did not, uh, I haven't heard back from her, you know, stuff like that. And I, I it's mean, it weird is 4th to... of July week. Just uh, so, those, yeah, you know, when we're recording this, but yeah, I'm just ready to work. I'm getting bored. Yeah. Um, I really, you know, if, if, if I can't find more gigs like I've been doing as well, then I'm, then I'm worried. Like I, I love doing the event production and I've been able to do yeah. some stuff, but I just want to like get a bigger contract so I can feel better. Like, okay, if I get this big right. contract, I can get another one. Then I, okay, once you kind of get into that cycle, but right now I'm just kind of on the outs looking in. I, you know, I did kind of, um, schmooze with some people while I was doing I was event manager production manager for the stage so hopefully you know I said hey if you have more work connect with me I'd love to do this so there's that but it's you know I really want to get into partner partnerships I'm still really committed to that I truly believe that my my skills are applicable like it it it's Partner marketing is probably the best suited for me um, with my event background, but uh, it's tough to kind of get into a new world, a new role, 
I am going to keep trying. I, I met with my mentor last week to kind of, because I was like, I wrote to him, I said, I'm kind of losing my steam, you know? Yeah. And the further you get out from working, it seems like it's, it feels it like it doesn't apply pay. as, yeah, like it doesn't, people are like, uh, well, that was so long ago that you did that. You know what I mean? And like, oh, okay, well. Well, keep in mind, you did you did what you did at our previous company for a long time, so like that has clout, and this is not necessarily the best market. <laughs> it is not, um, and it's funny because like a lot of my, uh, there had like a couple of unicorn companies that I wanted to work with, and then they just had layoffs, and I'm like, okay, ah, so I yeah. think I want to be more intentional about what I, even more intentional than I have been. But it's, I also know that, like, are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... Hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. I don't want to get to the desperate phase because that's when you make, you know, I, the desperate I just want to make this money. Yeah. yeah. And you don't work the right place. Like, so I don't I know. know. That, yeah. Um. Definitely, um, this, I want to work. I want to, I just, I think I just would like a little bit more money, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> I'm yeah. actually surprised at how well I've been living off unemployment. Um, yeah. and that's the thing is I don't need much more money to exist, but that's not the good life. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but you want a little old. bit of comfort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like at, I, a, at a certain age, it's like, yeah, I can live off of so much, but I would like to live a little bit yeah, while I'm yeah. living off of that money. Yeah. Well, people keep asking us why we want to leave our apartment. And it is so tiny. And I'm like, I get it. We don't have kids. You think we should just be satisfied with the bare minimum. Ooh. But... I don't want to live in a 500 square foot apartment three floors up with my dogs for the rest of my life. Like, you think I'm going to retire in this fucking apartment? I'm always shocked when people are like, you want to move? Why? I get it. We're in rent control. God bless that. I, I get it. We're sure, going to pay more money. But, but Jesus, you want more this apartment's so fucking room. small. You, yeah. You, yeah. It's so they, there's. Small. There's nothing where I literally lived in a closet for a year just to like save money. And it wasn't even that much money I was saving, but like, I, I also, I just needed to be said, you do not need to have kids to have value in life. Like you can have the things that you I, want. I know. I know. <laughs> it, 
without the expense of children, you know, like that one of my personal decisions, mostly mental sick. And also I like just spending and finances. I just did not want to have kids. It's just, it wasn't something in the cards that I wanted. I know, I know my dad is crushed by that. I know my sister wanted to be the fun aunt. I, I get that. That was a hard and personal decision. But luckily, at least at this point in my life, I am still able to make that decision to not have kids. But yeah. But who fucking knows <laughs> down the line. Right. Um, well, it's it, it, that value thing, though. People yeah. really think that if you don't have kids, um, you're, you don't need, like, it's a weird thing. Uh, um, I get it, but I don't get it. Like, I get that, like, my, I mean, we had this, I had this talk with Nico about how mm. parents treat your kids, their kids differently when they've got, like, a, a kid who has, a, who is older and has a kid and who doesn't, and what really happens. But, uh, and you don't want to yeah. talk about it because you feel selfish, but I also think, like, I, you know, I want good things because I want good things. Yeah. Not because I need to take care of a child. I want, I want space. I want to grow. Maybe I want to grow my business. Maybe I want more dogs. Maybe I want to get in a bigger space so I can think about having kids because that's the thing. I'm not even like, Mm -hmm. yeah, let me think about trying to go through all this trouble of spending all this money to have a kid because it's going to take divine intervention for me. Um, I, I don't have a, sp- a space for them. Like, what do you yeah. like? Like, what? Bare minimum. Not gonna, yeah. Like, we cannot. And then let me just tell you something. This little asshole dog has pissed so many times in this house. <laughs> I want to get out of here just to get the, like, give him. I'm going to, oh, some space. I want him to have a fucking backyard because I know it, it's like I'm spot cleaning all over the place. But one of these days, we're going to pay the price for this little asshole pissing all over the place. <laughs> Well, um, are you looking around in like Alameda, like sort of the surrounding areas of San Francisco? Yeah. Um, you know, that's, um, I've been like working on getting my credit. I've been doing all this work sure. just to like, make sure I'm ready when I'm ready. And then, when I, you're ready. yeah. So I just need the job. Um, I really believe that, um, we, get, it, this is the pro I really wish I had a job right now. Cause this is really prime time to find an apartment in san francisco when all the kids are gone and um you know san francisco state usf uc is everybody's gone so people are in those prime spots that have bigger spaces and backyards and things those are available for lower cost um but that's i think that's also why i feel a little bit uh, more um pressed to leave like to find a job is because i i do want to leave like the minute i find that job i can go and that so right now i don't like the fact that i feel trapped here uh because it's depressing to feel trapped in a place because it's it's hard to enjoy it like i said it's like it's so small and i like it's cozy and cute but it's really kind of like i have stuff in storage still like i want i'd like to not pay for storage anymore it yeah, you I'm you've outgrown going. it. You've outgrown it, and it's not yeah. to say that you're like a hoarder or anything like that. It's just to say you just you've just outgrown it, 
and yeah. that's okay that's okay that's yeah. like that that's why we grow and move and do different things like it doesn't have to yeah. be just because it's closer to a kid's school or it's in the right district yeah. or whatever yeah. the case like you've just you've outgrown it and you want to want to change a pace which i totally get and sometimes that helps me i don't know kind of reorient myself and get a little bit more grounded in the next job yeah so we shall see but um yeah you know uh i just want something to go my way soon (laughs) i just want like uh, i need a little bit of what what I mean apart from like it sounds like apart from the moment in Pride where you had to stop a stampede right <laughs> by right, barricading right, right. your body against a whole crowd <coughs> apart Excuse apart me. from that like what what was great from Pride what did you what did you gather what did you gain from all of it uh, I I got to meet a lot of great people and it was good for me to do something gay that wasn't directly connected to working with Nico. And that sounds really bad, but I feel like, you know, you kind of become a, a unit. Uh, Nico gets mm-hmm. a lot more independent work than I do, but I feel like it's we're always having to work together. Um, and that sounds bad, but I got this on my own, right? It wasn't... Huge, uh, so I got to... Yeah, it was like, uh, I got to meet people on my own and make my own, form my own friendships. So it felt more like... Um, I felt a little bit more independent. I haven't felt that way in a while uh, being out here. It's so weird because, uh, and it's a, it's not a bad thing. I just, I'm, I'm, you know, I spent a long time being single. <laughs> and so I forgot yeah. what it's like to do things on your own. So that felt very much my own. Um, and Nico was really happy that I have, like I've been a little bit better about kind of doing things independent of them. Uh, you know, yeah. all about being healthy because I don't like Nico has their own life beside me. <laughs> I have like the only non Nico thing I have is Fortnite, right? Like I did. <laughs> Which, by the way, so, uh, my Mark is like, when is Naomi coming back? When is Marie coming back online? We gotta, we gotta squat up, and especially now that there's an Indiana Jones skin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we could squat up after this. I'm down. I'm absolutely down. Yeah, okay, that's good. Um, we just cut the podcast yeah. super short just so we can play Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it hasn't been done before. <laughs> but yeah, so so that was good having uh, someone approach you with a job with uh, with Pride yeah. stuff. Kind of. Well, then it, it it was nice to meet new people and really kind of and also get to get. Um, a real it was a really great learning experience too how so uh well i hadn't done that kind of production before so mm-hmm. you know i've done i've been doing events and it's there's so many different types of event work you can do mm-hmm. um but um putting on a stage show of that size yeah. um i'd never done i've done a stage show that's a little bit more ramshackle, I think, <laughs> you know, um, for a large crowd. But this was a, an event, you know, that this was produced, right? And working with, you know, multiple moving parts and having 
RVs on set to, you know, for the stars and damn, you know, it just was very nice. Like it, to get yeah. that kind of see how people use their money and their budgets and their, you know, what's important for productions that size. Um, I've gotten a feel for it. Of course, with like the Dyke March, I worked for the Dyke March for years, um, and it's something that overtakes the city. But it's definitely, I feel like kind of a grassroots multiple movie parts Ooh. instead of like a team of production people who know what they're doing. Sure. And it was really cool. Yeah, um, not to say Which, that the people at Dyke March didn't know what they were doing, but we, it no, was, just, it no, was no. a lot of it work. Just, I, I'm sure it comes with you know one thing or another like the the bonuses sometimes come with a little caveat with yeah. uh, a a fully formed almost army like <laughs> moving in the right yeah. motions and directions every time of the day yeah <laughs> yeah but uh, that's awesome it's i mean i i'm i'm so glad I, uh that you got to have all of that do, do you have any events or anything coming up that you're looking forward to well i am and so i'm so that's the thing is what's great about this doing this event work and I used to do it at a more junior level. So this is the thing I'm now with this, all this experience I've had and trying to get these event jobs at a higher level. So um, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> is there any events coming up that like might oh, yeah. be similar to this excitement? Yeah. So that, that whole backstory was because what, so I am now what's cool is I got connected through my job earlier uh, last month mm-hmm. um, for another stage management job for like a fun uh, gallery showing. So there's things like that, like that I I've been able to connect with. And so I'm doing that and I'm hopefully going to be working with a very big conference that comes to San Francisco every year and kind of takes Ooh. over city blocks. Um, but but yeah, that's just me like in people's ears, like, hey, you need help, you need help, you need help. I even asked our old friend who works at Outside Lands if he needed help. Hey. And that was a big letdown, but <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have doubted that. Um, I have a feeling that there might have been um some extended truths <laughs> in regards to that just uh yeah. in my opinion but yeah. uh bummer i'm so sorry to hear that that that's a bummer uh even though we talked about it last year did you <laughs> good lord yep i mean that checks out that checks out that's a bummer i'm so sorry about that but i'm yeah. sure if uh if nothing else like we can always get you connected to somebody uh, i'm sure we yeah. know someone somewhere that has a little bit more clout <laughs> i'm expecting yeah, i'm hoping to go right over that head <laughs> yep as we all are uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah Maria, a fun little update marie and i got a, a little glimpse into some of the drama from our previous job and i don't know about yeah. you but um i was like yeah that checks out <laughs> yeah uh, well and it also was like yeah you shouldn't have gotten rid of me that yep. was literally that moment. Yep. I knew would end up leaving. I yep. knew it. I almost wrote that to them. Um, but I was like, see for yourself. That way I didn't, because I felt, you know, there's a little bit of assholeness I felt at the end. Like I'm being hard on this. I'm like, no. And I think that actually helped me feel a bit more valuable because I was integral though. I was definitely right. integral though. 
And I think, uh, is that, well, is that, and, I'm saying that right? Integral? Yeah, you're right. Integral to the process, but it's the same word. Um, yeah, um, I, I would say, if nothing else, that sort of anger was kind of the thing that helped me detach at least. And then all of this seems to just be like kind of sitting from far away, just being like, yeah, yeah, I would have expected that to happen. I would have expected this to happen. I would have expected all like everything I hear about it. I'm like, yeah, that's what I specifically warn them about. But okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, good to know that like at least my mental state in terms of my career and how things run and how things run efficiently in my own mind. It, like that was validating for me it like not not in the like haha bitches now you're gonna flounder without me but like more of a like no i i saw some issues that i brought up and i feel like in retrospect in a weird way felt like i was a little bit shamed for bringing things like that up and now that i'm off and like hands are off of all projects and i'm seeing a lot of that kind of coming to full fruition of like okay told you uh, you know like at least in my mind, i don't need to tell them told you so like in my mind i'm like okay i i feel like i'm calibrated in the right direction <laughs> I'm like, yeah that then i i know my decision to leave was actually pretty great <laughs> yeah and i think it's funny because i have like that was really that was really good i know just getting some gossip was great because <laughs> It was like I was in a slump and feeling like, oh, I'm dumb. I should have stayed. That was ridiculous. I, I'd still have a role. I'd be still. I'd probably be working full time. But it's like, no. Yeah. I, I, and then I, I, I was right to leave because this shit was happening. Mm. And number one, I love that the person that quit. That's the role that I you should have given to me anyways. So one hundred percent. Yeah. No, that was. Um, I, I thought that was yours before they yes. did all this nonsense i was like yeah but, no that makes sense it's the logical assumption because she knows the product like whatever yeah but um i mean even if that's not the case like even if i needed something more junior like i could have been very beneficial um to him and to the te- to, to but they're yeah. so stubborn and they want to do everything their way and they mm-hmm. want to put money where they shouldn't and rely mm-hmm. on nepotism and mm-hmm. uh i don't know I feel, you know, I feel less bad speaking badly about the company now than I did before. And I think it's because it was like a, it was like a fucking lie. It was all bullshit. Yeah. Like, and I think, why do I have to feel bad? Like, cause I was worried I was going to look bad at other places and post the, or if somebody hears me talking badly, I might not get a job. I'm like, no, I'm being pretty honest about how badly it was run and what they did that was wrong. Why yeah. do I have to pay for that? Like, right? I don't real... need to defend that anymore when those aren't the ideals I abide by anyway. Just in yeah. my own career, so yeah, I, yeah. I've I've gotten a little bit less like feeling like Big Brother is watching over me in yeah. these kinds of interviews, um, and more like these are the things that I could see improve but weren't being adhered to. So I still maintain that if this logical reasoning that I brought up were, you know, listened to, then we could have been in a different spot. Um, and yeah. I find that a more positive twist on just like my own rationale and reasoning than, you know, the easiest way of explaining it, which was that place fucking sucked <laughs> and we knew it and we wouldn't have been happy if we stayed anyway. Yeah. No, this, 
I'll take this hardship and hope in the hopes that I find something really like good from good for me because I just think I would still be sitting there frustrated and sad there. At least yeah. like I have a little bit more I feel like I have a little bit more agency right now and mm-hmm. where where I wanna go and what I wanna do and um I just gotta keep the faith, <laughs> keep my yeah. head above water, you know. Yeah. But definitely yeah. feeling less and less bad about talking shit about <laughs> You know, you do bad things like you hope you hope that you see bad people doing bad things, getting their comeuppance. And it feels yes. like a good portion of the time you you mention things to ward people off from these kinds of alleyways. But they go and then they they seem to seemingly succeed at first. And you're like, God, like, how is this right? How is how is that justice by any means? And then you start to see pieces start falling away, and you're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah. it's it's not the it's not the ultimate blow up that like the really dark side of you kind of wants, but like it's like okay, good. At least there's something that makes sense in the world right now because there's so much bullshit going on. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> boy oh boy it just it's i love that that was it was definitely i don't i i was definitely uh took that as a motivator that little yeah (laughs) like you're okay girl yeah we're doing okay okay. at least you're not uh, you're not in those auditing (laughs) things yeah um Uh, what's um what you got going on for the rest of the week? What's uh, anything exciting happening? I mean, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, we have our party that, you know, we've been throwing these parties. So we have a party that we throw on the second Sunday of every month at a bar called Casements. And we play, it's free party. We have a free party and we have a paid party. Um, and it's really cute because it's just old 90s and 2000s throwbacks. And uh, Nico DJs and some other locals DJ, and um, we have drag. It's really cute. It's just kind of our little thing. Um, so, where can people and... find more information about that? How they get tickets? Yeah, or... <laughs> just join. Well, in. so the Sunday parties, uh, uh, that's free, and our Friday, the first Friday of every month, we're at a different venue, and that's one's ten dollars. We only charge ten dollars. So, uh, hmm. a family affair, SF um at, that's our instagram that's kind of the only place you can really uh find us unless you're on Inventbrite and things like that but yeah um it's our it's our little passion project there's and and, and it's a passion project in that sometimes we fucking hate it you know like sometimes it's a mm-hmm. lot of stress and a lot of work and not a lot of return um but um we really have made our own little family which is really cute of people like loyal and they love our party and they love like coming and performing or just being there. And so, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, if you're in the San Francisco area, please check that out. Uh, with Marie, uh, a family affair SF. <laughs> yes, that is um, correct. Yes. I'm still waiting to hear back in terms of sketch stuff, but uh, hopefully uh, I made a sketch team. If not, go see sketch at the pack theater in the Los Angeles area. They've got a lot of really great people out there. Um, had a live so audition. Is... Go ahead. 
Oh god! Is it, so sketch is like SNL, like uh, right? Like when you say sketch, you're thinking like that. But I, it's like graduated improv, right? Like you that kind of thing, that <laughs> idea that that which you're taking and then like scripting it a bit, a little bit more, so, and, but giving it some. You tell me. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? Uh, you're funny. <laughs> so sketch, basically, I. I one of the things you learn when you're in comedy is uh or like one of the bougie things you kind of get on is that you end up hating the word skit because a skit is what you do when you're in like third grade learning about like the food groups or something <laughs> that's a skit a sketch is like a fully written out comedic scene right. or bit or something like that so sketch is like yeah you've worked on it like it's practiced it you sometimes has props it sometimes has backdrops it sometimes has effects or whatever um sketch is just like in improv is off the top of the dome it's just you know you get right. either one suggestion that maybe there's a gimmick maybe there's not maybe somebody tells a story and you do improv off of that and you just kind of tell retell stories through a comedic lens but sketch is fully written out usually rehearsed quite a few times um, or not rehearsed all that much. And that is the thrill of doing sketch live because sometimes you've only rehearsed it like once and then you're like, hopefully people laugh at this. <laughs> okay. Idea. I, um, yeah. Okay. Maybe that's why I assumed there was an improv element to it. Cause I have kind of noticed that, um, there can't be an improv element to it. It depends on nature of sketch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, this it could go differently. Well, I mean, it depends on what kind of sketch you're seeing, but like likely um, there are like tent poles to a sketch where if there is like an audience work element type thing to it, like there was this one time I did a sketch where we were these German fashion ladies and we would pull people up from the audience to do a catwalk up and down and like show off whatever they wore to the show. Um, and we would just pump them up with just random comments um, that were ridiculous or whatever of their like just simple t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, so that, that can have improvised elements to it. Um, but for the most part, sketch is like, you hit this beat, you hit this beat, you hit this beat, blackout, you're done. Um, okay. Yeah. It's usually fully formatted, but okay. think of it as stand-up versus an improv show. Okay. I got Almost you. like a magic show, improv, stand-up. <laughs> All right, now I'm just confusing it more. But yeah, it's a yeah, fun I'm like, time. Wait, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> nah, it's fun. It's fun. It's just a fun show that's... Um, essentially pre-recorded <laughs> in a way okay but, yeah whereas improv it, it, it it's sounds... completely fresh free free and new um so yeah, yeah. Uh, well okay. sweet anything else you want to bring up for the rest of this no i'm good um i'm happy to be here <laughs> no, I feel like this is a, it's a, I, I'm kind of, this is it's so funny because I don't have much to say because this is kind of where I am in my life right now where it's just like yeah I don't know dude what the fuck like it's just like every I'm still fi I don't even know if I'm figuring it out I'm just existing until the room stops spinning a bit and then be like all right this door's open I'll take it <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. And I think that's kind of the novelty of this podcast in general is that we are going through it as 
we're going through it. <laughs> like, this yeah. Is very, I told someone, they're like, oh, like, are you proud of your podcast? I was like, yeah, I'm absolutely proud. It's very raw. It's very real. It's not like we have gimmicks planned or anything or life events planned to just kind of highlight this is j- literally just us talking and catching up. Um, and yeah. it can get really raw. <laughs> yeah. So I am very yeah. proud of it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, if you would like, you can always uh, drop us a comment in um, the chat. Make sure to rate, subscribe, all of that fun stuff. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, I know this one is probably going to be a shorter one, but I dig it, you know? And, um, you know, the universe is chaos. Be kind to each other. I'm Katie. And I'm Marie. Um, I don't have a clever saying yet. You Love say you whatever the fuck you want. Say I, well, that's what I did just say. Okay, I said the okay. whatever the Do it again, because I talked over you. <laughs> My dumb white ass I just talked over you. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny because I was like, I don't have anything clever. That that's 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 the post, you know. <laughs> I love you. Like you can say I love you for listening. I love I you. Like whatever. I love you all, really, Joe. Unless you were a former coworker. <laughs> Unless you're a former coworker, then fuck you. We'll see. But not all of you. Just not all of you. you. Yeah, yeah. You know who the fuck you are. <laughs> yes, he <you> do. <laughs> all right. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie... Let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. Um, and also the male gaze. My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.